I'll do it myself. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Pod by the Bay, proudly presented by the Bay Area Examiner. I'm your host, Nathan Bond, joined alongside Seth Barnador, my travel partner, and Robert Stieg, who's just here to make us look cute. Uh, your South Florida Bulls are fresh off a 24-21 comeback victory over the Yukon Huskies in East Hartford. Seth, you and I were there uh, with about 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. We were really starting to regret our decision of spending a whole bunch of money to go up to Connecticut to see this team lose. But alas, the Bulls, they just wanted those coveted coaching points for a fourth quarter comeback. Mm. And boy, howdy, did they do it in pretty impressive fashion, I must say. Yeah, I mean, the, they they were able to do at the end of the game the one thing that they have not done a great job all year is having the long, sustained drives, and they had two of them, um, and were able to kind of put to go up. I mean, it, it was really good to see kind of the, you know, you, you get with, you score the touchdown to get within four, don't go for two. Um, decided not to ask about that after the game. Uh, because we, we thought maybe the strategy was you want to be up three if you do score a second touchdown. So if you're, if your thought is we're, we, we're going to try to score a touchdown regardless, the next time we have the ball, not settle for a field goal, then you'd like to make sure you're up three. So, um, and then have the defense come out, get a stop, get you the ball back. And then you got to go a long way to win the game and you do it. And then it was butthole pucker in time. Once you, once you kick the ball back <laughs> off. Right. So, the, but the defense made the lead stand up, so it was uh, – yeah, it's that was uh, the worst part is, you know, when we initially booked the trip, there was a chance for a bowl game um, to maybe clinch a bowl game, and it turned into basically a chance to lose the bowl game if they lost. It was still really – the game was still very consequential, but uh, in the opposite direction where if you lose that one, the bowl game's pretty much dead. Uh, they were able to pull it out and – Bowl game is still alive, and it turned out to be a pretty good use of money. So, all wins all around. Absolutely, I think it was um, pretty impressive. Uh, the the two consecutive weeks that Naquan Wright's been able to put together, uh, he finishes Saturday's game with uh, what twenty six carries, one hundred and eighty six yards. Uh, basically, started off the game with a 40, 41 yard run. And it kind of set the tone, at least for him, um, that it was going to be a good game. He he followed it up on the, I believe it was on that final scoring drive. He also had a 47-yarder uh, that really helped out. Um, the thing, and I mentioned it in the Ponderosa episode, and I'll probably cl- I'll probably clip the part that I'm talking about. But right after uh, Byron Brown throws the interception in the red zone, it gets tipped up. UConn picks it off. Right. Him and uh, Naeem Simmons kind of come off to the sideline. They like, you know, they dap each other up and then they smile and like kind of laugh. And in my head, when I saw that in a moment, I was like, I think they figured it out. I think they've got it. And this was with about, I think, four or five minutes left in the third quarter. I may be off like two minutes. I may be seven minutes left in the third quarter uh, where they're like, all right, I think we figured it out. 
they don't do much the next possession, but those final two possessions of the fourth quarter, you, you go nine for 75 and a touchdown. You go nine for 90 and a touchdown. It really felt like they figured it out. And Byron Brown and Michael Brown Stevens wore out the sideline on those last two drives. And that was kind of the thing, Seth, you talked about it in the Discord. UConn was not going to let them take deep shots, and the middle was open, and they finally were able to capitalize on that. Yeah, that intermediate area, the 10 to 15, that's kind of what we talked about early in the game, in the Discord, uh, in the game thread. You know, UConn, it's hard to see on TV, but being there, I mean, those guys were bailing. They were like 25, 30 yards deep at the snap or, uh, you know, just after the snap because they were running with all the deep stuff. So all the benders and in-breaking routes and the intermediate stuff was going to be there. Uh, they tried to get to it earlier. The, the one that was tipped as an interception was an in-breaking route that got tipped up. Um, I think it may have even been a drive earlier where uh, it, or it could have been the next drive. I know it's kind of around that time. Byron missed one, a throw to the dig, like kind of missed it bad. And you could see he's kind of like, oh, okay, he sees that he had it and just missed it. So uh, they got to it and and were able to kind of use that to move down the field pretty quickly and get the points needed at the end of the game. Uh, Steve, yes, kind of someone who was not there. Uh, kind of thoughts, overall thoughts. Uh, you know, we're we're in a bye week, so USF four and four, two and two in the conference, definitely. Uh, you know, going into the season, we thought four wins was like a great progress. And now they have a chance to uh, do some more damage. What have been your thoughts, you know, of Saturday's game and, you know, the first eight weeks in general? Uh, as far as Saturday's game, um, I'd just like to say that I absolutely nailed my uh, week of prediction that if USF forces, the game was really honestly going to come down to turnovers and trying to capitalize on that and uh <clears throat> i mean four first turn four forced turnovers technically really three um kind of ended up being the difference maker uh in the most so very pleased with my assessment of a uh, very basic uh coach speak of uh, just turnover just get the other team to turn over the ball more than you and you'll totally win <clears throat> um but as far as the season goes I you know, I think there was a lot of discourse and discussion and, and I've been seeing it on tour on, on different social medias of like, what is the assessment of this team? How does it compare to last year? You know, who, what is team? And really they're a year one team under a new coach with a bunch of new players and they're still trying to figure out themselves. Uh, you know, some of the members of the league are also trying to figure out this offense, figure out this defense. There's some familiarity, some not so familiar um, pieces to it, but but overall, I think you're seeing a lot of proof of concept of how Goalish wants this team to operate offensively and more importantly defensively. Um, I think a lot of this discussion over you know why are they doing this, why are they doing that on offense, why are they running it up the middle so much, why are they doing all these long routes and, and it's really, it just comes down to the scheme that goal is just trying to square peg and round hole into working. And you kind of have to stick to your guns. Cause if you don't stick to your guns here, you got nothing You're Like there's no reason for like them to regress into like a plain Jane style of offense. Like, no, I want them to get up to the line really quickly. I want them to look and see 
okay, we can run this up the middle. We might be able to get five or six yards. If it gets blown up, it gets blown up, whatever. You know, I, I, I think, um, and then defensively you know, with, with Todd Orlando's very much boom or bust defense, you've seen a lot of really good proof of concept this year out of it. You've seen a really good showing against Alabama. You saw a pretty good showing against Western Kentucky. Uh, UConn as well, you got a pretty good showing out of it. But then you also saw the ugly side of Orlando's defense, just like you can see the ugly side of Alex Golish's offense. You know, you might get a bunch of guys that are, are really jumping bit to make a few interceptions and make a few plays. And then all of a sudden you look up and you got 56 points scored on you. You know, you'd hope that those are more limited and your offense is able to kind of keep up at that point. But when it doesn't, you know, it kind of sucks. So at this point, um, the season's already a success for me. I said four way at the beginning of the year. Here we are already at it. You know, if they go 0-4 on the way, uh, on the rest of the way, it's going to sting a little bit. But, you know, I, I think more importantly, we're seeing good proof of concept at times. We're seeing efficiency. We're seeing a bunch of young guys really perform well. And uh, I, I think that's the most important thing going on right now. And if you get a bowl game, that's even better. Yeah. I, you know, they, I think uh, the recurrent theme is they, they don't tell you when the four wins are, right? This team was what scheduled for or predicted for four and a half or four wins, depending on where you got it this season. Um, I think this does a lot of good to get the stink and damage the, the previous two games um, had on the fan base. And uh, there's a lot less fire Alex Golish tweets and a lot less fire Michael Kelly tweets uh, on Saturday. So that was interesting to see how, how, how that works out um, there. The, the exciting part is they, they really haven't, kicked it into gear yet on any side of the ball um you know the passing game's been there a little bit quite a bit you know honestly but not enough and i think what we saw this week um kind of gives me hope that the last four games of the season coming out of the bye week it's not all going to be you know 30 yards down the field or screen passes that they were able to actually work the middle and there is um success and you know tangible success in a win in uh, moments that you needed those you know that eight to 17 yard those passing windows to actually come to fruition and work it started to work so i think they can build off of that um and i think that's this it's gonna be a fun final four games of the season that's for sure yeah and you know two of them are seemingly very winnable so you've got a real chance i think before the season we kind of said and maybe i don't maybe i said this on a a different podcast uh but i I think i said if they make a bowl start building a statue i mean it's the preseason expectations it's pretty close to that you know you thought um that the schedule is going to be easier this year uh that was kind of everyone thought outside of the alabama game um and Western Kentucky was, was probably a little worse than we all thought uh, coming into the season. But outside those two, you felt like every game on the schedule just about was some something you you could be competitive in at least. Um, now you had a you had a couple stinkers in there, but if we told anybody four and four before the four and four going to the bye, every single fan would have taken that a hundred times right. out of a hundred. Even the most positive, irrational person would have said 
I have four wins before they play Temple and, and Charlotte. Deal. And so here's here's some context to that four wins, right? Uh, USF won one game in 2022. Uh, this three win improvement is the second best. It's tied for the second best win improvement year over year in USF history. So going from one win to four is already the second best. The top one is going from 2014, four wins, to 2015, eight wins. Um, so one more win, two more wins, and you you have the program record for biggest win improvement from year to year. And I think that's what can kind of get lost in the what have you done for me like in the last 45 seconds that it seems like college football is kind of leading itself toward. I hate it. Like Premier League soccer is kind of like this. Like I think Leicester is probably one of the better examples. Like they won the league. And then I think maybe a year later, they fire their head coach or their manager, excuse me. Um, it's one of the soccer firings or in hockey as well, are, are culprits in this too. Um, they're really quick to pull the trigger uh, and um, just decide, okay, this guy's not it. Um, sometimes it does take a little bit to um, get the, the juices flowing and, you know, four wins when you've had four wins the last two years, last what, three years combined? Bro, sign me up. I'm here for it. Yeah. And, and the four that you got with what's left on the schedule, I think, and really you haven't, like you said, you haven't, it's not like you're playing at the peak of your powers in these wins either. Like you're, you're kind of gritting them out a little, a little bit. Um, so there's still a lot of room for improvement even within the season. So that's exciting as well. Uh, but yeah, four wins before the bye is a huge, huge proof of concept for the new coaching staff. And it's got to help them in recruiting. I mean, just, they can sell. We won as many games as they won the previous three years. Look at that. Like it's going to help in recruiting and, and they're doing a really good job in recruiting right now. So it can only get better. It seems like from here. It seems. It's, it, it does seems. seem. It's the qualifier. In this. I have learned a few things in Cosmoball. Nothing's guaranteed up until this point. So we'll see. Well, Seth likes to use his qualifiers if you didn't. If you guys haven't <laughs> noticed. So a big, big, big throw the qualifier on. Um, that's it for this part of the podcast. There's going to be a special part of the podcast coming now. And we're back with the man, the myth, the legend, Alex Rigsby. You may know him by his alter ego, but this is his secret identity. Alex Rigsby is joining us on Pod by the Bay. If you don't know Riggs, he is Captain USF. He also helped us get our logo stuff together. We threw a lot of ideas at him, and he kind of put them all together and came up with uh, basically all the branding for the Bay Area Examiner. So everyone that said that you like the logo, here's your man. He's he's uh, doing a lot for USF Athletics and USF Athletic Podcast. So give it up, everyone, for Alex. We can give a little, a little round of applause. 
So Alex, let's talk about um, let's talk about your journey to USF. So what was you know give us a little bit of your background uh, as much as you want to share about you. Uh, you could even get into kind of what, what are you doing now if you like to. Well, that's up to you. And then how'd you end up at USF and kind of what's your story there with USF? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and thanks so much for having me, guys. Seth, you give me entirely too much credit. Um, that that was all y'all. Um, I added like I don't know. A, I don't remember if it was the palm tree or the sun. I think that's pretty much all I did. That's all. I think you palm palm treed it, which was big, and then the eighties kind of eighty sized the sun, which was very nice. So you gave Watch. us you gave us a couple elements there that were that are key. Well, yeah. thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so I. Um, Started at the University of South Florida in 2009. Um, started my summer semester. I was in Beta Hall, um, and uh, yeah, political science major. Uh, enjoyed my time there quite a bit. Uh, graduated in 2012. Um, so I, my first year as a USF student uh, was when USF beat FSU. Um, which was, you know, kind of crazy because to be honest with you, um, all of my high school friends for the most part ended up going to UF and uh, they relentlessly mocked me because, you know, obviously those were during the Tebow days and everything about how amazing their football program was. And so I, I got to have that that little moment of, of uh, pure ecstasy when we beat FSU and I was actually hanging out with all of them in Gainesville when it happened. So it was great. Um, then went on to Stetson law school right next door in St. Petersburg. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've pretty much until I moved up here, never lived further than two hours away from, uh, Tampa. That's, that's home for me. So. Awesome. And, uh, so let's let's get into it here. So now you're a little bit further away, but you have still been able to make it to quite a few games this year if you're not sure exactly who Mr. Rigsby is. Let's show you. Captain USF ever heard of him? <laughs> so what was the idea behind this? Now you did this last year, right? For you did this was that the first time you did it uh last season? It was. Is that correct? Uh, so yeah. kind of the inspiration behind this? And then then we're gonna have to get into some details here because there's a lot of good stuff going on. Sure. Um, so the inspiration behind it was uh I a huge nerd, huge Marvel fan. Um Captain America, the first one actually came out, I think 2011. I was still at USF at the time. So that that theater right there, I think it's uh it's been a while, but Bruce B. Downs, um, the the movie theater right on the other side of 75, uh, was where I saw Captain America. Um, you know, super big into the MCU. Um, and uh obviously big USF guy. So kind of just merged the two loves, and uh that was kind of a lot of the idea behind it, to be honest. And so what was kind of um when did you decide that you know you were going to try to attend you've been able to attend a lot of games this season when did you kind of decide that and and we got some pictures of them up because uh listen man when you're in the stadium the camera's finding you for sure right <laughs> so when did you decide that hey i'm gonna i'm gonna try to catch some games this year or, or a little more than you had been able to previously 
Yeah. So last year, to be honest, the the initial goal was to try to go to as many games as I could last year as well. Uh, however, uh, right when I think it was ECU that we played in FAU Stadium. Is that correct? Yeah, that was the hurricane. Yeah, that was exactly. One yeah. So um, my my initial goal was to go there, but then kind of changed plans and made a detour down to Southwest Florida. Um, my dad, yeah, is right where the eye of Ian came through down in Charlotte County. Um, so kind of, kind of threw a wrench in things. Uh, my dad, you know, uh, I love him. He's a strong guy, but you know, he's in his seventies now kind of, and he's by himself cause my mom passed away a couple years ago. Um, and so kind of wanted to be there for him. Um, so, you know, took off some time from work, went down there, helped him out. Um, and, uh, then kind of just, after that experience uh, kind of shifted my perspective that year a little bit. And I was like, I think I'm just going to, you know, take some time away, kind of focus on family type thing, kind of change my plans a little bit. But this year, is this kind of what you would had hoped to do previously without kind of that hardship? Um, just try to catch as many games as you can. And, and what, what's kind of been the reception for you? Uh, I, I, I would imagine it's been, overwhelmingly positive but what, what's that been like catching go, going to games this year and and kind of how have you been re- received by i guess even some you've gone to some uh opponent stadiums so how, how have you been received right. on the road as well uh it's it's been incredible i i seriously can't thank everyone enough for for the love and support um it's it's been insane i i do not deserve it um and I'm I'm extremely grateful for for everyone's you kind liar words. you absolutely deserve it <laughs> shut up <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it's, it's that fantastic thank, thank you it what a sweetheart thank you Steve I, I really appreciate that gosh yeah so how'd you sign this autograph here uh, Captain USF Captain USF and then sure. I think I just did the the bull's horn yeah oh, I love there. it yeah. Did you go different, like different signature style than your own to maintain a little bit, or or is it is it kind of? Uh, or did you panic? This, this is I, I panicked. Cool. It caught me so off guard. <laughs> it was the last thing I was expecting. I was like, I I haven't rehearsed this. I don't know <laughs> where to go from here. <laughs> so, All right, what caught you more off guard? That autograph request or this request? Both equally insane. <laughs> um, I I. I Mike Lofton is is such a nice guy. I, I got to to meet his family uh, at the UConn game, and I just gushed to them about how incredible of a young man Mike Lofton is. Um, that that really, I mean that that made my my day uh, when he came over and and took that picture with me. Um, uh, yeah, it, incredible. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, it's been really cool to it. see it kind of uh, grow a little bit. Steve, you got any questions? Any burning questions for Captain USA? Well, because I, I, I cut you off on this one before you can answer the question, but I am genuinely curious about, you know, because going to away games uh, just in general can can sometimes be daunting for some people. Some people like to try to, you know, egg on the, oppose, the, the opposing home crowd, tries to lean into it and and because you're doing also a very very good bit 
that most people probably don't want to give you crap for? How how has been the road reception? Have people been like, oh my God, that's badass, or like, oh my God, get a load of this, you know, square? Like, how how's the audience reception been at away games? It's it's honestly been ninety nine percent extremely positive. Like like people from from the other side, not even like throwing in little jabs when they come up to to say how much they respect it and and say that they they think it's awesome and everything. People have for, for the most part in almost all situations been extremely sweet. Um, and just kind of honestly, it, it's a lot of the reason why I wanted to do this in the first place. And I, I made a post about it, you know, a few weeks ago college football is supposed to be fun. Like it's supposed to be this thing where we all love the sport and we love the pageantry and the passion that you have, not only for your individual team, but about everything. Like, like, you know, I, like I said, I grew up a huge nerd. I wasn't a football guy until I went to USF. Um, and then I just fell in love with it. And, and just now I want to follow every single storyline. Like, like, do I care about, you know, Iowa State? Maybe not, but I'm still going to try and follow every storyline that pops up on my YouTube feed or my Twitter feed or whatever. Um, and you don't have to have gone to a school or, or you know, have any affinity for a specific team to still be able to, to love and appreciate their traditions and this sport in general. And that has been the majority of the response that I've received from, from most people. And that's been so awesome to see how how many how many photo requests do you get during a game <laughs> a, a lot yeah. <laughs> uh which which is awesome like like seriously that is so so cool like it, i always say like thank you so much i appreciate it to everyone who takes a photo and then they give me like a weird look because they're like why do you appreciate it like basically which i, I don't and and i do appreciate that's the thing is like you know it is implicitly a um, just them telling me that that they think that what I'm doing is worthwhile and and cool, and it makes me very very happy. So, yeah. All right. So you described it's, yourself. It's so heartwarming. Did you describe <laughs> yourself as a big nerd? Did you have any cosplay experience before this? Like, what went into kind of, uh, you know, was this a new thing to kind of put this kind of costume together, or was that something you'd done before? So I uh, had actually dressed as... And if it's a very private costume, you don't need to tell us about it. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no special costumes. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> no, no. I had, I had dressed as uh, Captain America um, for uh, like Pensacon, basically. Um, well, actually, I mean, that's the first time I had like gone to a convention and done it. But I, I actually got this Captain America costume, um, a really nice one. I uh, I had gotten out of a serious relationship, and then I kind of had like my my midlife quarter life crisis, <laughs> and decided, uh, all right, I'm I'm gonna do this thing that I've always wanted to do, which was you know go spend a lot of money on a on a costume. And so I, I got this really cool like movie quality uh, Captain America costume. And, um, you know, was super excited about it and then didn't really do anything with it until I moved up here. Uh, wore it a few times, thought it was awesome. But yeah, um, but I've never made anything prior to recently. So there was a huge learning curve making all of this stuff. And I've 
had to watch a lot of YouTube videos, talk to a lot of people to figure out how to make my own costume type stuff. How much of it is kind of um, handmade? How much of it is like repurposing other things? You know, what's what's that kind of been like? Yeah. So um, the good news is a lot of the Captain America stuff, um, like the, you know, the straps and the belts and stuff like that. I could repurpose Um, the, you know, everything else, the pants, the the chest, like the the torso part, uh, the helmet, all that stuff. I kind of had to figure out on my own, make stencils and, you know, paint and cut and do all that stuff and to varying degrees of success. I mean, like, you know, there. There's parts that I I wish I had done better and that I'm going to continue to try and do better and try and improve over time. But it's been a learning process. But but yeah, I would say probably like 70 percent stuff that I've made and maybe 30 percent stuff that I've repurposed. And and since you kind of create this this bull cinematic universe, (laughs) you know, obviously you're taking a lot of this you know the the stuff that has already couldn't create in marvel cinematic universe especially as it pertains to captain america but you know tying it into the, the stories that are pre-existing versus the stories that are unfolding literally in front of us throughout the season and throughout the you know like how much effort week to week like sundays to mondays like what does the process look like for creating those videos updating the outfit like I'm in like a weeping, like, oh God, I hope they win because I really like worked really hard on this thing to to make a big statement or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Sometimes it's all I can think about is um is like I have the idea in my head of something I want to record. And I'm like, I just want to get through this day of work so that I can go home and spend like four hours recording a video and editing it um before I lose the idea. Um and then, like, you know, that recently has been, like, super, super busy. So my girlfriend's sister uh, got married a couple weekends ago. So I wasn't able to attend the FAU game. Um, and, you know, I had well, this idea. Well, that game didn't happen anyways. It worked out for that's, the best. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that game didn't happen. Um, but I had an idea for a video for, for that, which, like I said, or like you said, like, you know, it's probably for the best that that I didn't end up making that video because some of the ideas I had were kind of contingent upon them winning, which I thought there was a shot of, or at least something different from the result. Uh, um, So, so yeah. Um, And then as for updating the costume, uh, yeah, usually just like every night, like before, before I came and and joined y'all, I was, I was working on stuff on the costume. I'm pretty much for the past few weeks. I've just been constantly painting, updating, like cutting things, making stencils, doing all kinds of stuff. So you're like, like we've mentioned several times, you've been at a ton of games this year. Um, you know, so you've kind of been in amongst the crowd and you're typically with USF, like the USF section, right? When you're on the road, what's been, um, you know, your thoughts on the team this year and kind of in general of kind of the the fan base and where the program's at right now has it been pretty positive this year it's they're definitely exceeding expectations absolutely um one quick note i i've actually been wanting to sit in the usf sections for away games more but i didn't know where they were <laughs> because i was having to buy my tickets like aftermarket and stuff like that yeah. so i've been trying to go over to the usf sections just to say hi um, my, my safest bet was just to sit behind the bench. And then I knew that I'd at least have some, some people wearing green next to me. Um, 
namely in this case the team <laughs> um so um but but yeah it, now going forward i did ask at the yukon game hey where where's the usf away section and kind of now i know how to do that going forward i did not know that um but but that being said um my thought on on the team and, and the fan base and everything um the the fan base seems way more positive than than they have been in a very very long time because they have something to be positive about um you know and and that's not to say that um you know i i think there's there's always room to to look on the bright side occasionally you know with, with specific things so that's not to say that there's ever necessarily room to be like vitriolic per se um but uh but i i at the same time i i think that there is definitely a lot of cause for for celebration in the locker room uh you know in the stands uh you know everywhere for, i mean we've won four games this year and we barely won four games the three years prior there's a a lot of reasons to be happy right now um and and the the vibe that i get from everyone uh, is just that that you know I think people maybe had their sights set a little high after you win two you think you know you're gonna you kind of maybe underestimate UAB a little bit um, and then whatever happened at FAU with FAU happened um, but I think UAB definitely was the one that was kind of I felt like maybe people uh, underestimated UAB a little bit um, and, and they kind of thought that was going to be an easy win. And then when that didn't go the way that people thought it was going to, they were already way up here. And yeah. then there was a long ways to come down when that happened. So, um, but I think, I think a lot of that ground has kind of been made up by, by going and doing something that, that I think has only happened five times in USF history and come back from a du double digit deficit. Uh, to win a game. Um, so, I mean, I think that that happening on the road um, made a lot of people feel like, okay, this is still something different. This is still a game that you lose last year, or the year before. Um, and and they're, this is still a better team than, than we've seen in a very long time. Yeah, definitely was a good kind of momentum. <laughs> Get the momentum going in the back in the right direction before the bye week. Um, we won't keep you too much longer, but I do do want to. Do you have like a favorite moment so far in costume, or a favorite game, maybe? Because I, I think just looking back through and thinking back through it, you've got a pretty good record in costume. Because <laughs> I, I think you were at the Howard game last year, which was mm -hmm. a win, and then you missed the FAU game this year, so you're you're well above five hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I'm. I I've mentally been keeping a note of, of some of that stuff, but I, I don't want to say it out loud uh, because then suddenly I'm going to get blamed for losses. And exactly. Cause it goes both ways. Uh, so, so yeah, but, uh, but that being said, no, um, I think I, I, I think probably the biggest thing for me um, and, and what I love about this and the, the thing that, that I genuinely believe um, it's one of those things. I know a lot of people in this position could say this, but uh, I genuinely believe this, this fandom in general, um, you know, the 
super fanatical side of of fandom and everything um way bigger than me uh anyone could could do the things that I am doing right now um and and in a lot of cases uh have you know like I'm not even the first USF superhero you know like like I was that ask, you think you're number 1 at this point <laughs> I don't know I don't know I I still love me some brahmin man um but but uh you know I I think yeah, there you go. There's the there's the A OG right there. Appears. Yeah, there's the OG. Um, <laughs> by the way, speaking of challenge, uh, I, I've been looking for the information on who this person is under that mask. Maybe they don't want to reveal their identity, but I would love to meet Brahmin Man, whoever that is. Um, please, you know, hit me up. <laughs> I, I'd love to shake your hand because find this man. I think it's Colin Sherwin, actually. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There's Colin under there. <laughs> um, but but yeah, just I, I think I think like I said, what I love about you know sports in general is just um it it's it's fun, it's supposed to be fun. Um and I think that Captain USF um and, and anyone who does anything like this, you know, like you've seen you've seen it a million times this year um you know memes that people will make um you know like little little fun things people will try to you know turn a negative in, into a positive and, and something that we can all laugh at and and be you know happy about um you you see it i i think i threw a, like a million different shout outs in in that post but but seriously like every single person who ha- has touched um this team and this university um in, in some small or big way um you know this is something i love that we can all kind of rally around this and and i love that that it's something that that we have and um that's that's really what this comes down to and why i wanted to do this is just the the love of that just that that feeling and what it can be when it works as it's intended to be which is fun yeah i i I agree college football to me is the best sport on earth and it's because of like this type of thing it's really cool uh, the pageantry all that type of stuff steve do you have any more questions no it just brings me thanks man like this is it's heartwarming stuff that i miss uh you know from you know deactivating a few weeks ago but you know the the heartwarming nature of college football the heartwarming nature of just people in general is something that i i yearn for and to to see someone just exude the positivity and the humbleness and just the graciousness to to do something and put yourself out there like this because yeah you say you know anyone can do this and everything like that but a lot of people don't want to do this a lot of people don't want to put their neck out there and try something and, and you know be passionate in a, in a way like this so i applaud it i love it every single time Every single time you post one of those videos, every time someone tags you in a photo, it just it brings a huge out to my face. Uh, so thank you uh, for doing it. Thank you for sticking your neck out there and doing it. And I hope it still continues to be a positive, a, a source of positivity for you, since it's a source of positivity for so many other people. God, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I gotta thank y'all too. Um, I told Vito this, but um, th- this. This podcast and and I guess its predecessor uh, got me through some some really hard times. Um, and uh, you know, like I said earlier in, in the show, uh, you know, I, I 
went through a serious relationship and a divorce um, and, and had to deal with uh, some pretty depressing thoughts after that. And it was USF football in 2017 and listening to this show specifically mm-hmm. every single week um, that, that kind of got me through a lot of those times. So um, being here on this show right now is really kind of surreal. And I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Um, so thank y'all for what you do. Seriously. Well, we, pre- we appreciate it. You're doing some awesome stuff. You've helped us out a lot as well. Last question. I'm going to put you on the spot. All right. So who are Steve and I in the, in the bull cinematic universe? What is our analog? Ooh. Are we henchmen? Is, oh. is Nathan J. Jonah Jameson? He's like a, <laughs> an evil newspaper magnate. Okay, well, I feel like I Tony Starked myself out of the, <laughs> the, the BCU at point. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, first off, and and I don't think he's Thanos, but y'all recall he was Thanos in that sure. in that Bay uh, announcement. That's true. Video. Um, I'll throw it back at you. Who who would you want to be? Oh, see, I have oh, no idea. I, I don't know <laughs> too much. I was not expecting to be put back on the spot. That was um. Crazy. Hmm. Okay. Well, I would. I would say. Um, I, I, I'll throw this out. I'll give you three options. Um, who would want to be a Thor, a Doctor Strange, and a Tony Stark? Um, of those three, which would y'all choose? Hmm. I, I think I have to self-select into Tony Stark just because of recent events. Uh, <laughs> but as far as just popping back in, and I, I'm very consistently putting myself out there and all of a sudden just gone after uh a punt return for a touchdown oh, yeah i don't know my wife would probably pick thor so <laughs> <laughs> that would be that's what she would want so that would be <laughs> can't blame her handsome guy just like all y'all so <laughs> oh no you very handsome very handsome very handsome podcast we had here tonight wow. yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you to Alex Rigsby for coming on here in the bye week. Thought this was one of the more fun stories surrounding USF football. So, and we know Alex; he's a great guy, and he's helped us out. So, we want to get him on the show and hear from him. Uh, you're doing some really cool stuff. Keep you going, uh, and hopefully, you'll see Captain USF at a bowl game this year. That would be pretty cool. Ooh. So, that is Ooh. Pod by the Bay for this bye week. We've got additional podcasts on the Patreon, the Ponderosa. We've got an advanced stats, really deep dive in advanced stats, and uh, a Q&A from the Ponderosa section of the Discord. So if you're interested in that, you can sign up for the Patreon and get those extra, like, 10 to 12 pieces of content a month for 10 bucks. Pretty good value. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Go Bulls. Oh,